I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. She wrote a fast book. You should take a look. You should take a look. You should take a look. Wait, seriously? It's not, it's not perfect. She wrote a fast book. Fast forward, take a look. There you go. <laughs> That's right. Special guest, two-time author, stroke survivor, incredible human, Maddie Nybank. Boom! <laughs> Hi, I'm Joe. And I'm Lauren. And we are the, the Neuro Nerds. Yes, that was on time. I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good about that. Neuro Nerds. Welcome to the Neuro Nerds. Oh, a little quieter here because I'm not fearing for my safety because my tiny little ass-kicking co-host isn't here. She's in quarantine. Not quarantine. We're all in quarantine. But I do have a very special guest on the show today. I'm really excited. Listen to the tone of my voice. Obviously, I'm very excited. We have author, incredible human being, Maddie Kneebank. Like money in Kneebank. Oh, she just told me how to pronounce it. What's up, Maddie? You got that. Oh, I'm good. How are you? I'm 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 here, and I guess currently that's like a big deal. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 a it's it's a little crazy right now. And just like being here, it's an accomplishment. It's a massive accomplishment. I mean, just the fact that you're showing up each each day, waking up, and I feel like that in itself is a big accomplishment. You know, it for seriously, just my normal day to days, waking up, that's like a big deal. So Mm -hmm. even more so right now. So Maddie, I'm pretty excited because we're going to talk a little bit about. <gasps> for those of you guys who don't know who maddie is what's wrong with you where have you been living i'm assuming under a rock um maddie is a now surprised me a two-time author correct yes correct okay now why that it's not surprising oh you're right yeah it's awesome number one you're a baby you're like really really young baby i'm 25 that's very young <laughs> for me i guess it's, it's all relative so i was like oh how amazing she wrote 
a book and then she had her stroke and then she wrote another book. What an amazing accomplishment. No, both of these books, two-time author, Maddie Niebank, post-stroke, correct? Both of them post-stroke, yes. Amazing. Like that just blows my mind how accomplished you are at 25. And for me, waking up and surviving is an accomplishment. Well, it is an accomplishment. Definitely. Um, and yeah, now that now that I have two books out after my stroke, I feel very fortunate that I was using my time in a way that I found to be productive. Like for me, writing a book and then writing another book specifically about my experience with stroke was like the best way I could have spent my time from like a cognitive therapy standpoint, which is like good for me because at the time I wasn't working a job, like I needed something to fill my time. And so researching and writing a book was a very good way to do that. That's uh, amazing. So your first book was called Fashion Forward. Correct. Yeah. And so what's the motivation behind? Well, because clearly, okay, second book, spoiler alert, called Fast Forward (laughs) 2, where she's at right now. But Fashion Forward, what was the motivation behind Fashion Forward? I'm assuming, I mean, Maddie Niebank, very fashionable human being. But uh, where where did that come from? Where did the motivation to write a book about fashion come from? Yeah, so it came because I've always been casually interested in fashion, I guess you could say. When I was um, in eighth grade, so when I was 13 years old, I self-published the one and only edition of my own fashion magazine called Passion for Fashion. And that's kind of where it started. I like, I posed as like some editor and like wrote, like I interviewed like fake interviewed people who were like models or like in the industry whatever and then wrote about like what I what I as like a 12 or 13 year old girl saw like the major trends currently to be in like morals for spring groundbreaking it's actually pretty hilarious like I was reading back it the other day (laughs) daddy who are you (laughs) I'll tell you that making um little fashion magazines for myself but anyways that's kind of like how my interest in fashion started and it's always just been casual like me reading magazines and you know researching trends on my own and then I graduated from college in 2017 and I had a stroke and I was doing like you know all the physical occupational cognitive therapy and stuff but I, this, the best piece of advice I ever got was from one of my old college professors. I was talking to him like pretty soon after the stroke and he was like, yeah, I get that you're kind of upset because you're not working like most of your friends or you feel like you're not really getting on with your life. But like, maybe this is a blessing and like an opportunity for you to really like delve into interests that you've always had, but never thought you had the time to explore. Like you don't have a full-time job right now. You're not working. Like you're, only focus is your is your rehab and getting better like why not use this time to like learn a new skill or like learn how to interview people or you know and write a book and I thought that was just the most amazing piece of advice I could have ever gotten and so for me that ended up being fashion was an interest and I ended up interviewing people in the industry putting all my thoughts and my interviews into a book and that was kind of the motivation for the first one and I tied in a little bit of how um me using the act of writing a book was like a great um was a great tool in my therapy i'm always like really impressed by you like even more so i'm impressed with 13 year old you by the way 
13 year old 13 year old you is significantly more mature than grown ass man me for sure seriously i would love nothing more so okay so you did this early in recovery right how (laughs) difficult was it to process and actually like just focus in on the task at hand because for me right after i say i would say the first year for me full year after recovery even reading three or four um sentences of anything and i have to take a nap I, I, I couldn't process. Yeah. It was very hard to focus in. How were you able to get past that? Yeah, it was tough, not going to lie. But it was one of those things where it's like the more time I spent focusing on it, like the, I guess the more I adapted and it got to be easier. And like, yes, I had to take a lot of breaks and I am left side hemiplegic. So I couldn't really use my left hand in terms of like typing my manuscript and stuff. So there's a lot of like voice dictation involved. Wow. So the, the voice dictate, did you, did you find that that was like helpful or did it, um, didn't catch everything that you wanted? Did you have to like constantly go back? Yeah, definitely had to go back a lot. But I mean, at the time it was a really good, um, a really good way for me to get the words out there and not have to like stress too much about like, okay, I can only type with one hand. But mm-hmm. then since we're talking about this in my second book, I was like, you know what? This book is going to be different. I'm going to type it with two hands. And oh shit. Seriously. Not the entire book, but no, no, of saying, course. Like, like, e- book, e- even type. any attempt to type with with both that's an incredible accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Hey, look. That was, like my big accomplishment for the second book was I used my left hand to help type like half of the book. I mean, yes, I had to use like an adaptive stylus, but like still doing it, still using that hand. Hey, let's not downplay how amazing that is. You know what I mean? You know what? You're an artist, Maddie. Every artist I've ever artist. known, they are constantly like downplaying stuff. So, you know, a police musician, all of my mm-hmm. the closest friends are musicians. And anytime they have something, there's always a thing wrong with it to downplay how amazing they are. Oh, well, it's rough right now. Oh, well, it hasn't been mixed. Oh, well, it's still <laughs> like, no, it's incredible. Well, I had to use it. No, it doesn't matter. You did it on your own because you're an amazing human being. And I'm so proud of you. That's like such a big deal. Thank you. Oh, I'm blown away, Maddie. I am blown away. Like I said, like for me, writing books has been a massively important tool for me. Like, and as I'm focusing on my recovery, like I'm all about trying to find like more unconventional, like non-traditional ways to like work on getting better, but also like things that are functional for me and skills that I want to have. Like I want to be able to type, I want to be able to write with my left hand again. So it was really good to like use the book as a therapy intervention. And I'll say this, you're absolutely going to, because I, if you were like, you know what I want to do, Joe, I want to levitate. I would put money on the fact that soon thereafter that statement, Maddie would levitate. Like, I mean, that if you put your, your mind to something, I'm sure you can do it because like, you're just that type of person. So, um, let the people know, Maddie, <laughs> what, what type of stroke did you have? I had a hemorrhagic stroke. Oh, twinsies. like the main the main deficits I guess you could say that resulted from that were physical so like I was completely paralyzed on my left side so I had to learn how to walk had to learn still learning how to use my hand and arms stuff like that for me that was like the main way I was impacted and my vision also that oh that's right so you know what's funny is I had very minimal physical deficit because we both yeah. we had the same type of stroke we both mm-hmm. had a hemorrhagic stroke by the way we're the lucky ones like we're a very small percentage of us survive you know mm-hmm. and the deficits are severe so like i feel like a, a walking miracle every single day all exactly. of my issues 
Yeah, well, all my issues are cognitive. All my issues are it's memory. It's um, and a little bit of tremors in my right hand. You know, normally when I'm doing a lot of um, fine motor skills, I get exhausted and I start to tremor up. Um, but you know, it's it's so strange how it could be the same type of stroke but completely different outcome. Right. Mine's fascinating. So many different ways. And how old were you when you had your stroke? You said it was your first year of college. No, it was right after I graduated college. So I was right. twenty-two. Oh, you baby! Sorry. I'm 25 now. <laughs> you're, like, are you saying that? Like, it's like, oh, that was, you're 25. No, exactly, Maddie. You're 25. <laughs> Very accomplished. Two times off, two time author, Maddie Kneebank. And I, I just really like Kneebank. I'm going to say it as often as I can. Okay. I love how you, because I, I asked Maddie right before this, I was like, hey, how do you pronounce your last name? Because in my head, I was like, oh, it's like Nye. Like the end is Nye. And she's um, like, no, it's knee. Like, you know, your knee, like a bank. Yeah, anyway. like a literal <laughs> knee in a bank. <laughs> yeah, that's right. no, so, oh, wait, what college did you go to? I went to Georgetown, which is in Washington, D.C. Oh, you're a Hoya. I am. Hoya what's, what's funny about, like, um, all colleges, like, I always go to, like, the basketball team. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, Patrick Ewing, Georgetown Hoyas, yeah. Odella Harrington. What did you study when you were in college? I did double major. I was Spanish and Justice and Peace course you did maddie wait double minute what was the first major um spanish oh i I like languages i i can barely speak english i don't speak spanish i get made fun of all the time lauren's trying to help me out she got me like a a spanish um when she was in spain she picked up a a star wars comic book in spanish i've been trying to get through them it's very difficult but it's really really cool and i I love lauren for it but again here's my defense videos are like movies with subtitles I find a way to learn. I can't say it was terrible th- about that for me. A police has been like, oh, we should watch Parasite. And I'm like, I don't really feel like reading. That's, see, I tried to watch Parasite, but I couldn't like keep up with the reading and like processing. Like it was all just moving too fast for me. So I had to stop watching it. Exactly. Also, even, um, even before the brain injury, like I hated reading subtitles. It's uh, not because it's, this is how I feel. I feel like I'm reading. I don't feel like I'm really enjoying the cinematic experience. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I was like, I, I really want to enjoy this, but I can't because I feel like I'm reading a book that's moving. That's right. that's basically that's that's uh, basically that. How many languages do you speak? Just Spanish and English. Can I ask your ethnic background? Vietnamese. Are so you Vietnamese? Yeah, on my Wait, mom's side. Do I know curse words in Vietnamese? <laughs> I'm sure. Damn it! <laughs> I try to um, get all the curse words in all different languages, so I know if somebody's saying something bad about me if I'm in another country. Yeah, no, that I feel like that's good. What what kind of curse words have you learned recently? Well, well, oh, recently, I damn it, I can't remember it because again, <laughs> memory loss. I just learned how to say like bad words in Russian because uh, Felice's brother's uh, new wife is Russian, and there's like a couple of words. I would like to know how to say something in Russian. You, what's that? I said I would like to learn how to say something in Russian. You know what? When I realize it again, the idiocy kicks in. I will buy, I will hit you up and be like, hey, Maddie, say this. Say that. Say this when you go to like uh, when you're hanging out a, a bunch of Russians. Um, oh, and also, like, I know all the curse words in Filipino because I live in California and it's like mm-hmm. a heavy Filipino um, area. Right. <laughs> I always crack up. People are like, ah, putanganamo. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's pretty good. I don't really know 100% what that means. I know it's just like a, it's a bad a thing bad to say. bad thing to say. Yeah. I, I say it and like people's eyes get really big or they giggle because I look like this and sound like they're <laughs> If you want to join the Change the Face of Stroke campaign and be part of the movement, send your black and white photo to hello at the neuronerds.com. We're going to be releasing videos daily as part of this campaign. 
So if you're a stroke survivor under the age of 50 and would like to be included in our Change the Face of Stroke videos, please submit your black and white photo, ideally on a white background, to hello at theneuronerds.com. Strokes can happen to anyone, anywhere, from any ethnic background and age. By spreading more awareness of this, we hope to educate and help prevent strokes in the future. Join our campaign, Change the Face of Stroke. So two books in the bank, in the knee bank. I just, I think you're, you're amazing, man. Also, so how I met Maddie. Wait, actually, you know what? I, I've had this problem of late, Maddie. I don't know if you, if you, you have this. What? I talk to a lot of people. And I know you do too, because mm-hmm. you, you have the illness I do. You're always trying to connect and you're always yeah. trying to like, you know, uh, build a community and relationships. I forget how I became friends or how I started out like um, interactions with people because I, I just like, oh, it's Maddie. I've talked to Maddie forever. I haven't talked to you forever, I I, but I don't remember how we actually met, you know? I think through Instagram, but to be honest, I would have to like look back in our beginning messages on Instagram to see like how the conversation started, yeah. but it was through Instagram. Yeah, oh, for sure. I think like 90% of the people I meet are through Instagram. Yeah. And and then I'm like, oh, because a couple people are like, no, yeah, I think I reached out to you. And I'm like, I don't think you did. I think I'm the <laughs> kind of guy. You reached out to who? Now yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and figure that out. Yeah, it might have been you. Because again, Maddie, you have a bit of an illness. You have the thing that I have, which is really weird, which is also side note that's been completely sidetracked by this damn COVID-19. I know. Maddie and I have been working on a project that's really near and dear to both our hearts. So we've been trying to I've been working every single day since recovery because I feel like it's my purpose, my reason to build community, right? And I want to make it easier for everybody to connect because I just love being able to connect others because I know how lonely and isolating it is just to not have anybody to talk to. It helps so much once you like, if once you have that community, like that's everything. It it, it is like, it's, it's hard to explain. It really is. Once you start talking to and conversing with somebody who's actually been through it, you actually feel like, oh, wow, I'm going to be able to get through this. Like, I have the support I need. Even if you have support at home, friends, family, significant other, whatever it is, you don't know until you know. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it sounds weird, but, like, we, we're all, like, we're built the same way because we went through the shared experience. So Maddie and I have been working on, um, like, we're trying to build a resource for brain injury survivors to connect with other brain injury survivors and we're getting it going it was gonna be like this beautiful thing then COVID-19 yeah so but I'm really really excited to get it going again because it is essential and what's been cool in the meantime is actually doing stuff like this like FaceTiming because I can you guys can't see it I can see I'm looking at Maddie right now (laughs) but um through through Skype through um through Zoom FaceTiming house party is a new one where it's really cool because you like play games it's a great way to connect in this time of, I don't want to say isolation, quarantine, I guess. That's the best way to, to describe this. Um, and to keep our sanity, you know, it's, it's a little weird. Do you feel like you're going a little bit crazy, Maddie? Uh, definitely feel like I'm going a little stir crazy. However, I do feel lucky in the sense that I still have my job. So I'm, I'm able to work even though it's remote. And then I've been taking a lot of walks outside. When the oh, that's good. That's, yeah. that's, that's good. I, like, is it getting weird? Like, if you see somebody like walking towards you, do you get like, oh man, I got well, I to cross the street? I mean, I guess, yeah, yes, because typically, well, I'll, I'll wait to see. Like, if, if they don't move, then I'll like step out into the street. And I just know that's just like common practice now. Like, it's just something we have to do. That's weird. It's weird because I think for the majority of my life, I've been pretty antisocial. But now, mm-hmm. you know, 
I'm a bit of a social butterfly. And now I'm, I'm like, oh, I don't want to talk to these people. Oh, they're coming towards me. Just do you find walk away. Uh, do you find that people are still kind of like antisocial though? Like I'll say hi to people as I'm like passing by them on the streets. And like most of the times it seems like they won't say anything back. Oh, because people for the most part are dicks, Maddie. I hate to break it to you. you look at it. <laughs> and, and so I was, I was a little bit um, upset with humanity at the beginning mm-hmm. of this because people were just like being really mean. Rude, yeah. And it was really bad. A friend of mine helped me. Uh, he helped me understand. He's like, Joe, he's, he's like, he was like, calm your tits. And I was like, okay, well, that's a weird phrase, but whatever. <laughs> he was like, choice of words there. <laughs> I hang out with very strange people. <laughs> but no, but he made a, a, a great observation. He said, people are scared. That's what it is. That's all right. it is. People are reacting emotionally and people are scared. And when you're scared, everything goes out the window. You're, you're worried about me. You hoard toilet paper for some strange, weird reason. But pe- people are scared. They're not necessarily trying to be mean and and just evil. They're very frightened. So we just need a little bit more understanding. Mm. I'm trying to be understanding. But it's like, okay, everyone should also just be nicer. Right? Hey, that's my hashtag, Maddie. Even before the, the COVID-19, really? hashtag 2020, don't be a dick. That's it. It's very simple. It takes less effort to do nothing than it is to go out of your way to say something. Well, you know what I mean? Be rude, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, over over here where I live in California, it's pretty secluded. There's not a lot of people around. So mm-hmm. there isn't a lot of contact to be made. But the the little bits of contact, people seem surprised to see other people. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, it's another human being. Hey. I'll tell they you it's weird for me. Her. So like I walk my dog. It's weird because you can't have people touch your dog now. You know, right. yeah, and you I'll see talk. other people's dogs. I'm a dog person. I'm a big hairy guy. I feel like mm-hmm. dogs and I are kin <laughs> and I want to pet their dog, but I can't because that's just like not something that we're doing currently. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a little weird for me. It's a bit of a, um, it's a mind fuck. It really is, man. I feel like it'll be interesting though, to like to transition back to like being able to pet other people's animals or like give someone a hug or like, how will that transition work? I, I have no idea. It's basically the world is going to change for like, ever and that's really heavy it's a very heavy thought it is that like every it's it sounds so dire everything is everything's going to be different it doesn't necessarily have to be a negative thing though you know no no. it's it's just it's it's a lot and i don't know how you felt i think for it's weird because every sunday i'm so worried today's saturday we're recording on saturday guys spoiler alert this isn't done the same day um every sunday so far i've had like not great days I think it's just like the the whole week just weighs on me. And then on Sundays, I'm just like exhausted and just done. I don't know if if you've hit that point a couple of times where it's like all of this is so heavy. Why are things so heavy in the future? Is there a problem with the Earth's gravitational pull? You have those days? Yeah, I'm I'm honestly like the weekend because I am still working like the weekends. I like to take time to rest and I'm always just so exhausted by the time like Friday comes around. So then I try to like make sure I'm catching up on my sleep and taking care of myself and then come Monday, I'm like ready to take on the week again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Again, again. Then, <laughs> it's a vicious cycle. <laughs> um, do you live uh, uh, alone or do you live with your, your, your no, family? I live, with, or, or I live with my family. So my goal is complete independence. So I'm hoping that I'll get there at some point, hopefully, but like right now I'm, I'm living with my family. We live in New Jersey and my entire family, including both my younger brother and sister, are home now, like because of the virus and everything. Oh wow! Are, are you guys driving each other crazy? Be honest. Uh, 
you would think like it hasn't it's a little tough because like my brother works too so we're both like working from home so it gets a little like crowded or like loud when like everyone's in meetings and stuff but it actually hasn't been too bad to be honest that's that's good um okay so during recovery did you have a lot of support from your family i'm assuming yes it seems like you have a very tight family i yeah i had a ton of support from my family which i feel very fortunate and like grateful that I have a family who's like so able to just like help me with everything in terms of my recovery and and even with like helping me practice like my exercises to rehabilitate my arm and my leg like they've been with me every step of the way like helping me which has been amazing that's awesome that's so beautiful yeah and and speaking of recovery and, and getting back on track I am always inspired by your fight Maddie seriously like it really it, it's it, it's it, the word is inspiring it really is like you just have such a, a fire in you to keep pushing forward Thank and you, the Joe. things that you're doing recently really fun really it's so fun my voice just went that high <laughs> <laughs> it's really fun you, so you're on tiktok and oh, you're doing right. these like little dance um it's not even a dance battle it's no, like little challenges you need to do one i love i love doing the dances on tiktok you need to do one with me I, I, I know. No, I do. So I have a thing. I have a thing, Maddie. I always like I have a thing. Um, So my friend, Andrea. Wait, do you know Andrea? I yeah. think she said that you guys were chatting. I, no, did I introduce yeah. you guys? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you I did. That. See, I didn't even remember. So I, I, Andrea, she's been on uh, the podcast. Um, She's like my little sister. I met her at an event I was seeing, and we just became like instant like family. She's like such a sweet person. So Andrea is now doing um TikTok videos for our community, which is Wonderful. beautiful she's doing like the, the dance battle she did one with noreen who's also been on the podcast yeah. amazing artist you know noreen from yeah. australia right mm-hmm. they're doing the dance battle back and forth and i was like andrea oh, yeah. we have to do like a community dance thing where it'll be like noreen in I australia and then um uh, andrea here and then oh, you in jersey on tiktok a duet train so like just keep making. I don't know what that means. <laughs> doing like a duet of the dance, so it's like you're just mm-hmm. side by side, and we just like keep doing that. Oh, a lot of people. Oh, I I like that because my friend AJ from Scott. Do you know AJ? I don't think so. I'll, I'll connect you with AJ. AJ had a a, a TBI. She was a, an athlete. She fell back in her head, and she does TikTok, and she's kind of rocking the house. Like she's she's really doing it. And then um, Enna in Nigeria is doing the yeah. Like, Enna and I. Too. When I meet Enna. We're gonna dance because she like dances all the time. I'm like Anna. When we meet, we're, we're gonna groove. It's gonna be so much fun. And then like the things that you're doing with Tawny, back and forth. Also speaking, of you and Tawny. Oh, Maddie and Tawny have a bit of a podcast themselves. That we do, yeah. Which has been a very recent development, but that's been super fun to like build. And we're also starting that. Like we do Survivor Sunday lives, and we'll put those on the podcast and record like after shows, which go on there. And then we're also interviewing fellow brain injury stroke survivors and. And just really just anyone in general who wants to share their story and putting those episodes up there too. Isn't that amazing? And it's so cool that you and Tawny connected. I think you guys have such a great banter back and forth. I think it's really cool. And when you guys do like the dance back and forth, yeah. is it a duet? Is that what it's called? The duet, yeah. When you guys do the, do the duet, I can tell you, Maddie, it brings me so much joy in my heart. Oh, my yeah. cold, dead heart. It makes it so... <laughs> well, that's so much fun to do. So I'm trying to get, I I don't get it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to be like, 
well, I want to be like the cool kids and get, no, like, I don't, I want to do this thing out of joy because it looks like a lot of fun. Some people will be like, I got to figure this out. Like, no, I don't need to figure it out. I just want to like, I just want to enjoy myself because you guys look like you're having a fucking ball. Yeah. (laughs) I'm having, I'm having serious FOMO. I actually like uh, soon after the recovery, like I used to like to dance a lot, but then after having a strip, I was like, obviously I can't dance because I'm like paralyzed on one side. I can't do anything. But then as I as I started to like work on my rehab and stuff and like started to be able to move my hand and my arm a little bit more, I was like, you know what? I think I'm ready to try. And so then started doing these TikTok dances. And they're actually, it's a really fun way to like work on my occupational therapy. No, it, it really is. And you can actually see your improvement from the first one I ever oh, saw can. to like the most recent. You can. Amazing. You can. My friend, um, uh, Lini, uh, I don't know if you know uh, Colleen, Underachievers blog. Yes. Yeah, she's super amazing. And she'll she'll she's she's insane. I don't know if you know that. Like, she's like, I think she might be certifiably insane, but she'll like dance. And then like when she's comfortable and grooving, it's like, oh, wow, look at the motion that she has in her arm that she normally, you know, like yeah. she'll, she'll tighten up sometimes. But like once you're relaxed and you're dancing, you're having fun. Amazing things happen. And I think it's it's like it has to do with our mindset. You know, like if you're in a good Definitely. place, we could literally move mountains with our minds. The fully recovered mindset, if I do say so myself. Oh. <laughs> if you enjoy listening to this podcast, please consider leaving us a five-star review on the Apple Podcast app. Your reviews help us grow and reach more listeners like you. Find us by searching for the Neuro Nerds on the Apple Podcast app today. So Maddie, t- t- talk a little bit. Like, like let's fast forward. <laughs> um, t- talk a little bit about, about your book, because your first book was about fashion, which Clearly, you see what I'm wearing. I'm just a dude. I'm just make sure that I have clothes on. That's about it. Um, <laughs> but um, so your second book is about you, is about your recovery, correct? correct? Yeah. And it's, uh, um, uh, well, speak on your book. Yeah. So this second book is called Fast Forward, The Fully Recovered Mindset. I kind of wanted it to play on the words of fashion forward. I was like, you know, this will be like fast forward, like fast forward a couple of years. And this is what I'm doing now. Um So it's about basically my almost three years at this point of journey with stroke recovery and just like the lessons that I've learned and how I've learned over that time, the importance of mindset and how much um, positivity has played into my recovery. Incredible. It really has, you know, it's so I've had, it's not, I'm not even gonna say I'm arguing. (laughs) My friend Courtney is, she used to yell at me all the time. She's like, Joe, enough with the toxic positivity. I didn't really understand. Yeah, I didn't understand what she meant. And I got it, though. A friend of mine helped me understand a little bit more because, you know, not the brightest person in the world. (laughs) So there was uh, something she sent me and it like shook me to my core. And it said, you know, are you being positive because you're genuine? You have that outlook and you're being positive. Or are you putting on the front of positivity because you're so afraid of the negative? And I, I, I was taken aback. I was like, wow, that's deep. Now, am I, I like to think I'm a pretty positive person because I'm, I'm here, you know, and I think it's a big deal. And I think that there's purpose and meaning behind that. But I really had to think, am I really just, am I, am I positive most of the time because I'm just afraid of the negativity? Again, being, I was, um, I'm a recovering Catholic. So when I go dark, I go really dark and it's very comfortable to me. And I, I'm, I'm in fear daily that I'm going to revert back to that. So it's kind of like a fake it till you make it type situation. I think like the more you tell yourself these things about staying positive, like you start to embody them yourself. So I think it is actually like a very productive and good practice. Maddie Niebank, incredible human being. 
no, that's that. that I, I love that. But no, the, the positive mindset, it's been it's been great because mm-hmm. it's what you choose to focus on. Now, a lot of people, <laughs> I'm going to say a lot, a, a handful of people have chatted about me about my podcast. OK, yeah. Well, you guys are always talking about like all happy things. It's not always fun in games. It's not always jokes. It's and I'm like, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's not. But do we really want to sit down and listen and talk about how terrible things are? Like right. we do that in our heads. We do that when we're alone. Do we really need a pity party with other people to be like, yes, this sucks. It does suck sometimes. It does. But you know what? We're here. We're here to experience how much this sucks sometimes. And I got to tell you, that's kind of an amazing thing, you know? It is. And so I used to think, you know how there's like glass half full, glass half empty? Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, the glass is half empty and the other half is full of poison. I had a really negative mindset. Aww. So now I'm more on the lines of, you know what? Life is beautiful. And I have like a, another appreciation for life. I don't, how about you, you, Maddie? Before your show, you were a baby. I don't want to hear it. Yes, you're, yeah, you're a baby. You're <laughs> so, so young. You hadn't really... <laughs> I don't know why I was going to say <laughs> spread your wings and fly. You, you were still very, very young. Did you have a positive mindset when you were younger pre-stroke or were you like had a lot of teen angst growing up? I mean, I think everyone probably has those phases of like angst and stuff, but in general, I had a very um, positive mindset before, but I do think that after the stroke, the positivity amplified even more because like you said, I had a similar uh, realization. Where I was like, wow, I am honestly just so lucky to be here. I tell myself every single morning, today is a beautiful day to be alive. Because it is. It's a beautiful day to be alive. What am I going to do with it? You know, how am I going to make the most of this? I, you maybe want to run through a brick wall for you right now, Maddie. That's an amazing way to think. Oh, I think I think that's great. Did you ever have the why me? Definitely. Like in the beginning, I um, I was I didn't really want to focus on um putting in the work for my recovery, so to speak. Like I just wanted to be back to where I was. Like I didn't want to have to do any work in order to get better. But then I quickly realized that that wasn't going to happen unless I put in the work and I did the exercises and I focused on it and set those goals and then worked to achieve them. So. No, it's, it's so acceptance was hard for me. It was really, really difficult to be like, all right, well, this is how my mind works now. And this is how my hand works now. Like, I, I didn't want to accept it. I just wanted to, I'm doing quote fingers. I wanted to go back to normal. Right. And I'm like, yeah. it's look, Maddie, you and I, we are normal. It's just a new normal. You know, we're just figuring it out this new normal. Exactly. So once, normal. yeah, once, once I figured out, yeah, that, that I accept this is what it is. Now, how am I going to change it? Right. Mm-hmm. We can't change anything until we know like where we're at. So like once I figured that once um, acceptance, it was very freeing. It was like, yeah, this sucks right now, but now I'm going to work really, really hard to, get out of this i'm still working on it we're 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 a work in progress and it's a lifelong thing i think that we that we have to work on like you can always be working to get better right right and we should we should want to we should want to improve hey so speaking of like being isolated and trying to be productive in these times of isolation which you know you are you're still working which is great um do you feel like in your free time are you trying to do more are you trying to do less like what what's what's your free time look like on a day-to-day So, I mean, I think I am trying to do more, but like, I've always been the kind of person who like, I feel like I thrive under pressure and like being really busy. So I'm always trying to like fill my time with like things that I think to be productive. I've been reading a lot more. I've been trying to focus more on like arm exercises and sleep. I've been trying to focus on, um, I started Tiger King. 
What's this word sleep you speak of? Tiger King. I haven't gotten into it. I haven't gotten into it yet. I heard it yesterday, finally. Is it magnificent? It's crazy. I'll say that. Have you seen Don't Fuck With Cats? No. What's that? Maddie Kneebank. What is that? I'm ready to uh, I can't. I can't. I really. I can't describe. I can't even make this up. It's 100%. It's a true story. Is it a show? It's a docu series thing. It's like a um, on Netflix. It's literally about, and I know this is gonna sound really, really dark. There's a dude, and he posts a video about like him killing cats. Ew, and these internet people. No, 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 no. It's so he, it's 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 an amazing story. Uh-huh. These internet people were like, "You don't fuck with cats," and they found this dude. Like he would just post a video. There's nothing like you're what you just you how I see you right now. It's just your face and your background. He like he didn't even show his face, and they went like full CSI, and they found this dude, and it's fascinating. It's like six, seven episodes, whatever it is. Okay, I'll add that. It is, it's mind blowing. They're like they're stalkers for the just. So <laughs> I would suggest after Tiger King, you check out Don't Fuck with Cat. Wait, you cat or a dog person, Maddie? A uh, dog person, but I'll, I'm okay. still interested, and I'll still watch it. Oh, oh no no that, that's good. I'm not I'm not a fan of cats, but like that I don't think anybody should kill them. So I really are you? Yeah. Oh, that's that's a good thing because cats are terrible. I'm sorry, cat lovers. I'm not a fan. They're <laughs> sorry, so judgy. Cat yeah, they're so judgy in their eyes. They're very pretentious. Yeah. I, I I live in L.A. and they just seem like the Hollywood of animals. You know what I mean? Dogs like, are much more friendly. Yes, yes they are, and they're hairy like me. I'm I'm I'm. In. Do you have a dog? I did not anymore, but Aww. I love dogs. Um, so two books in the knee bank, which is great. I th- I think that's amazing. So are you going to do a trilogy? Are you going to continue to write? Like, do you feel like you know what? Every couple of years, I'm gonna put out another book. You know, I don't know. I I thought I was. When I wrote my first book, I thought that was going to be it. I was like, okay, I, I accomplished my goal. Like, I wrote a book, whatever. But then I realized that I wanted to have like a greater impact on the stroke and the brain injury community. So that's why I was motivated to do this one. Um, who knows? As of now, there's no plans. I mean, maybe I'll just stick with like my blog for now and my TikTok. Um, no, that it's 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 amazing, and it helps so many people. Like it, it really, really. It really does. Also, I have such an appreciation for you, Maddie. You're my go-to person when I need to connect somebody. All and right. I, I can't explain to you how much that means to me. I like because that. I, I have I have this thing. I have an illness. Again, if you look at my DMs, you would get a have a panic attack <laughs> uh, with the amount of people I converse with. But I I remember early on, you were like, yeah, yeah, just just introduce me. Like, yes, connect mm-hmm. me. And I'm like, okay. And then, like I, every single time, I hit, "Hey, Maddie, can is it cool if I send you this person? Hey, can I connect you with this person?" And you're like, "Joe, stop asking." <laughs> you don't even have to you, ask; like, just do it. Anyone, at, I want to talk to anyone and everyone. At one point, I remember you literally. You were like, "Joe, send them all," and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah." That I, I I really really uh, uh, appreciate that because it's such a big deal for us individually yes mm-hmm. but it's a bigger deal for our community because there are so many people out there that just need that connection that they don't have it in them to exactly. reach out and be like hey i need help you know hey i would like to talk about something that's why i tell people all the time hey reach out like mm-hmm. I'll, I'll try to find you but you know where i am if you can hear me <laughs> reach yeah. out to me hey reach out to maddie she's crazy like me <laughs> no, but I get that. like it can it can be hard to find that motivation to like go out and start trying to connect with people. Because I would say in my case, like it wasn't until 
like for the first two years after my stroke, like I had no interest in connecting with other people because I was still kind of just like, uh, trying to deal with it myself. And like, I didn't really want to like meet other people per se. Mm-hmm. And then like, I don't know, something just changed. And like after two years, I was like, okay, I'm ready to like see, talk to other people about what's happened to them and see if I can somehow use what I've learned to like give back and help other people. It's, it's been, at least for, for myself, it's been invaluable for my recovery. Like I actually feel yeah, like I started definitely. to recover once I was able to connect with others. Once I met Lauren, I felt like I turned um, a page. Once I met uh, Bridget in person, she was the first person I met in person, like first person, <laughs> first survivor I met in person. I was like, wow, this is incredible. And then everybody that I've met from around the world, some of my closest friends, Maddie, I've never met in person. You, mm-hmm. I haven't met you in person. I will. Like that's, we will definitely that's absolutely going to happen I, I, why is that like a threat with maddie <laughs> this is gonna happen <laughs> no, it will. but I, i'm it's just such a, a beautiful thing because it's it's bigger than you you and, and i it really yeah. is this is this is for the community and i i say it all the time and it does seem very grandiose we, we're changing the world you know, one connection, one survivor, one story at a time. We're changing the world because we're helping people move forward. We're, oh, yay. We're, we're helping them fast forward through their fast recovery. Forward, exactly. See what I just did there? Nice. I like Ooh. that. And then eventually, you know, like, we're going to get them moving fashion forward. Go back, check out that book. <laughs> we fast forward and then we fashion forward. <laughs> See, at some point, you got to work rewind. In the yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe like seven books in. Like your eighth book will be like, oh, we're going to rewind to the beginning. And then so it's it's amazing. Like your whole story is just fascinating, Maddie. I I think uh, I think you're incredible. I think you are you're literally one of the most amazing people I've I've ever met. Just people, let alone survivors. The fact that you're a survivor just blows my mind. And you're doing all these things like it's crazy. It really is. You, you, You understand that, right? Uh, you understand that being a two-time author, that being, um, you know, uh, uh, still working through all this craziness, connecting with the amount of people that you're doing, knocking out these TikTok videos, you're a freak of nature, Maddie. It's it's really is insane. It's important to me. And and, and, that, and that's good. And and you and what you do for this community is important to me and everybody. I really really appreciate uh, you for it. Thank you to our amazing community on Patreon for supporting this podcast. You can support us too and get different perks and gifts depending on which Neuro Jedi tier you sign up for. For example, if you're on our Neuro Padawan $5 tier, then you're probably listening to this episode a day early before it's public release. Your support helps us grow and continue to create this podcast. Plus, a portion of the proceeds go to a different cause or individual in the brain injury survivor community each month. Sign up at patreon.com slash the neuro nerds. What, what, what do you have uh, going on in the near future, Maddie? What, what's what's uh, what, what do you have any? Well, aside of surviving quarantine. Yeah. Aside from that, I mean, not much new to report. I've been doing an, um, an Instagram live series about themes that are in my book. So I've been working on setting up uh, things for that. I would like to do one with you, actually. So I'll talk about that. All right, we're we're gonna talk about heroin and like the perks for brain injury. Told you, police. Told you I was gonna work it in. <laughs> oh, no, I let it happen. Um, but yeah, not not much new besides that. I mean, still focusing on trying to do exercises. I recently was able to um, open a um, a doorknob, so I've been practicing yes, that. Yes, you did. And I'm I'm gonna say it, Barbara. If you're listening, I'm sorry. Fuck yeah, you did. 
I am so happy. Also, I threw Maddie under the bus because I'm a terrible person. So a friend of mine, um, Barbara, incredible stroke survivor. Do you know Barbara's story? No, I don't. But so I, Barbara I commented something and she was going back and forth with you. She's like the sweetest person. I met her. I was doing a live with somebody and then like we just talked back and forth. I connected afterwards. Um, she has trouble speaking. She has it, she has like the shake in her voice. It's mm-hmm. it's hard for her to to in her head. Fine. But like getting the words out, it's very difficult. When she sings, she sings like an angel. There is no shake. There's no stutter. There's no pause. It will honestly, Maddie, it will make you cry because I cry constantly. I just cry constantly, but still it's very emotional. Um, So I remember like we were talking back and forth and she's she's very religious and she's very, you know, um, a a Christ follower, like to the T. And (laughs) after about maybe uh, two, three weeks of us connecting, you know, uh, regularly, she, she sent me a message. She's like, Joe, um you know, you say the F word a lot. And I was like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. So I've been trying to work on not dropping an F bomb. And I just so happened to drop an F bomb in a comment because Maddie opened her door with her uh, affected arm. It was amazing. It was such a big moment for her. Yes. But for like the community, it was such a big victory. And my response was, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it was a yeah moment. It, It was. So Barbara commented, of course, so instead of standing up and taking responsibility for my actions, I basically threw Maddie under the bus. I was like, hey, in my defense, Maddie said the F word, too. I didn't really get what the exchange is going back and forth. That's funny. I was like, Maddie said the F word, too. So be mad at her as well. Hey, misery loves company. Exactly. So I, I am just floored by you as a person, Maddie. Really, I, I, I am. I'm, I'm so proud to call you my friend. Whether you like it or not, you're my friend. Deal with it. Your fault. <laughs> no, I'm proud um, to call you a friend too. And I'm so excited for the things that you're doing. I'm so excited for the impact that we're going to have on our community. Like I, I really am. And I'm just so appreciative of you coming on the show, acting an idiot with me. Before I let you go, I do have to ask, what's your nerdum? What's my what? Sorry. Your nerdum. So like Eric, like me, I'm a Star Wars nerd. I'm a superhero nerd because I'm rocking a Captain America t-shirt right now. You like are? Everybody has a specific nerdum. Um, Lauren. Holy Lord, Voldemort! Everything about her Voldemort. is nerdy. She, hers is is Harry Potter. Hers is Dungeons and Dragons. Hers is Lord of the Rings. Like it's 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 crazy. So like, what, but your nerdum could be anything. Your nerdum can be books. Oh, I'm a book nerd. But like, it, everybody has a specific nerdum. You could be a fashion nerd. I don't know like what your specific nerdum. Yeah, is. you know, I don't know either. I've never been asked that question, so I'm trying to think. Um, I don't know. All right, I'm I'm gonna go with because you you apparently making a, a writing a thing a fashion magazine at 13. I'm gonna go with your fashion nerd, yes, that works. <laughs> which is really weird. I'm not saying weird bad. That's it's just weird. really That's weird. Cool. Hey, at 13, I was actually you know what at 13 I was trying to pick up on one of my teachers. So mm. we just had different experiences at very young ages. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I think you you just blow me away. You inspire me every single day, Maddie. And I, I really, really appreciate you. Where can the people find you, Maddie? The people can find me. Please find me on Instagram. My Instagram is Maddie Stroke of Luck, M-A-D-D-I Stroke of Luck. And um, on TikTok, obviously, Money in Me Bank. Oh, shit. That's, come on. When did you turn into Rick Ross? That's such a dope name. <laughs> <laughs> so, so definitely uh, follow Maddie and check out her books. Yes. See, I put an S at the end of it. 
fashion forward and fast forward. I- incredible reads, Maddie. I mean, no, no, just no. listen to her. She, she, yeah, I, absolutely. It's on Amazon. You can pick it up on Kindle, pick up yeah. the paperback. Um, you know, Maddie, just blown away, constantly floored by you. And you can follow her at Money in D Bank on TikTok. I love that. Maddie yeah. Stroke of Luck on Instagram. You can follow me at Joe So Rocks everywhere. You could follow yeah. us, the Neuro Nerds, at everywhere. Follow Lauren at Lauren Elmanzano on Instagram. And so proud, so happy, so thankful to have you on the, the show to deal with my idiocy <laughs> and to uh, uh, talk a little shit, uh, have a little fun, and yeah. I guess get through another day of quarantine. Exactly. Well, Thank fast, you for having me. Fast forward through another day in quarantine. Yeah. I'm no, just going to work that in. All day, all day today, I'm talking about fast forwarding. I'm talking about money in D-Bank. I love it. Maddie, yeah. you're amazing. I, I, I Seriously, I, I am just so I- inspired and blown away by you. I, I can't tell you enough the impact that you've had, not only on me, but our community. So thank you for being you. And on that slightly emotional Maddie's incredible notes, <laughs> this neuro nerd is out. Boom. Awesome, right. Maddie. Thank that was fun. Did you have fun? Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 